All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift podcast. Today, we've got Jerry Brunetto joining us. He is the CEO of Casting a Wide Net. They build online lead generation systems for local businesses. Jerry has been a business owner since he was in high school. He started his first business at the age of 15. We have that in common. I can't wait to dive into that because I also started businesses young. um, And he started the DJ company. Um, He's always loved the concept of owning his own business and being his own boss. Um, And eventually he'd become a partner in a recording studio, which for years was a dream of his. Uh, The biggest issue, however, he had in his recording studio was finding a steady flow of new customers. Have you guys had this problem before too? Because I, I feel that. Um, and so he began to study lead generation. So eventually he cracked the code to lead generation and was able to book his studio for weeks out and hired his first employee to run all of the recording sessions. Word spread pretty quickly about the success he was having and people started asking him how he was able to get so many new clients. And it wasn't before long that business owners began inquiring with him about doing the same for their local business. So fast forward to today, his lead generation program is helped dozens of local business owners reach their goals and has been the most rewarding thing he has ever done. So I cannot wait to bring him on, but let's first cue that intro. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. Jerry, welcome to the show. Hi, Elena. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited. So I want to start with the question that I always start my podcast with, which is the foundation of this podcast, which is, do you think that there's a difference between solopreneur, self-employed person, and business owner? And if so, what do you think that difference is? Yes, I do think there's a difference between a solopreneur and a business owner. Um, I think the difference is that as a solopreneur, you know, most of us get started as a solopreneur. You're doing everything. And that's the way yeah. it was for me, too, with all of my businesses, all the marketing, sales, fulfillment, everything. Right. Um, but I think as you progress, you realize that in order to scale your business, yeah. you need to start trusting other people to, to handle some tasks for you because there's no sense in you spending your whole day on menial tasks that you could train someone else to do doing that instead of speaking to the next person potential customer client that you can really help that's much more valuable and in order to do that you have to be able to release some of that trust and some of that power to someone else that you could train to do those things for you Right. Yes. I love that. So it sounded like you said you started your business as a solopreneur. So what did that kind of look like for you when starting as a solopreneur? So in the the business that I'm currently in, the marketing business, um, yeah, it it was me doing everything. And at first, um, if we if we're rewinding a little bit, how I got into this business was because of my recording studio. I was looking for ways, ways to, as you said, ways to find cl- customers. And yeah. I was doing everything in the recording studio, plus learning how to market and learning how to figure, you know, figuring out all those um, little details about how to get customers in the door. So right. I was doing it all, doing it all, doing it all. I was working like 16, 18 hours a day. And then eventually, <laughs> That's yeah. Just, those are long days. 
long, long days. And then eventually when I cracked code and figured out how to do it and hired uh, my first employee, it gave me back so much time because yeah. he was doing all the sessions. So now I have all my time back. Yeah. So I was able to focus on other things like helping more people get yeah. those results as opposed to just focusing on everything, doing everything all by myself. Right. Yeah. So what was that experience bringing on that first, that first hire? Um, and did you have any resistance at first to bring them on? Yeah, it was very hard. It was very, very hard, but I was the whole time I was aware of, because I had tried, I've had so many businesses, obviously, since I was 15, I've I've tried several businesses. (laughs) Can Um, you give me an example of like ones that you've tried? Okay, so um, well, the, the DJ business was the first business I started. I was 15 yeah. years old, you know, like my, I wasn't even old enough to drive to the event. <laughs> my parents were driving to the event to DJ, you know, um, but I was, I had, I had an eBay business. I had a business where you, um, okay, so I created a product that I was trying to bring to market at one time and it was a, 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 a wrist wearable that you could actually had like a button on it and you could spray hand sanitizer into your hand, which when the pandemic <laughs> hit, sounded like a brilliant idea. Yeah. Um, and, but I quickly realized that like, that just wasn't the right idea. And I, you know, pivoted, um, I had another business where, um, that was kind of connected to the DJ business. So I was doing a lot of very large affairs, um, private and corporate events. And a yeah. lot of them were bar and bat mitzvahs. Are you familiar with what that is? Yes. Yep. Um, yep. In the Jewish community, that's when a boy turns 13 or a girl turns 14. Right. And, they get bar or bat mitzvah. and these are large, large affairs. If you've never been to one, anybody who's never been to one, like. I have never been to one, but I have seen a couple like on shows or TVs or I've had friends who've had some. Right. So people go all out and they really, they, they spend a big, bunch of money on these things and there's a lot of glitz and glamour anyway i created a business where we actually because t- i had the recording studio and i had the dj company so i figured out how i could make another business out of that and it was that we would bring the kid the bar mitzvah or the bar uh, bar mitzvah kid into the studio and we would record a song with them make them a star and the whole thing would get videotaped edited and then played at their event Oh, wow. That's really cool. And there was a couple other businesses. We had some contracted businesses with a couple of buddies of mine, power washing, things like that. Um, But anyway, so I I had experience with businesses and I I understood the concept of like not being able to release that power to somebody and and put on, put some, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, responsibilities, put some yeah. responsibilities on the next person. And I was aware that that's a difficult thing to do. So when I had the studio, I had already had a bunch of these experiences. So I was a little bit prepared for that. And I always I kept telling myself, my first employee's name was Pablo. And I kept telling myself, you know, you, you have to allow him to kind of like do his thing a little bit, give him some guidance where he needs it, but don't um, micromanage him too much. Right, right. So I was a little prepared for that, but yeah, it was still very difficult because I had been in the studio for years uh, before I had hired him. I had been in the studio working in the studio for years all by myself. So now I had to pass the torch, and it was a little difficult at first. But after a couple of weeks, I got to the point where I almost just forgot and just let it go. And it was just like, look, if you have a problem, just call me. Yeah. Yeah. You got a little taste of it and we're like, this is good. This is really good. So what does your business look like now, now that you've transitioned? Um, would you consider yourself a business owner now? Yes. 
Yes, I would consider myself a business owner now. And I think like, um, I, do you also like distinguish the difference between entrepreneur and business owner? Is that something that you, you talk yeah, about? Yeah, well, so how I've been viewing it is like entrepreneur is kind of the umbrella term used to describe being somebody who's, you know, starting your own business, right? Or just creating a business or running a business. And so I've, I've looked at it as entrepreneurs, the umbrella term, and then the solopreneur business owner as the cycles or uh, transitions that you go through as an entrepreneur. But I view entrepreneurship more as a mindset. Um, but curious to what you think on that. So like the word entrepreneur to me, right? Just my opinion suggests a person who innovates, who takes risks, who um, seeks to create something new or disrupt the current market. Yeah. Right. And, and, yeah. Is, and does it consistently. Right. Yeah. Right. So whereas a, whereas a business owner is someone who, again, this is just my opinion, who is more focused on running their specific business or businesses. Um, but I think there are business owners who tend to keep innovating as well. Right. So right. at times you could find yourself playing both roles, really. Mm, I like that definition. I think that I've heard that before as well in terms of the idea of the entrepreneur being the creator um, and the inventor almost of new things, whereas the business owner is the manager of that. Mm, I like that. I like that. Mm, okay. So would you consider yourself more entrepreneur or more business owner or a combination of both? I think definitely the combination of the two. Definitely yeah. a combination of the two. And there's like certain days where I'm, I feel like I'm business owner, you know, yeah. where I'm, I'm handling the day-to-day -day actions. And then I had the entrepreneur in me is always looking to innovate and make things better, better experience, better product, better service, everything. Mm, I love that. So how does your business operate now versus compared to when you were operating at like a solopreneur? Okay. So prior, uh, when I first got started, I would say for the first year and a half, yeah. Uh, I was doing everything, everything. Right. And in the beginning, um, for me, it wasn't that bad because I didn't have that many clients. Yeah. In the beginning, I was able to handle it all. You know, yeah. I was able to handle everything. You know, the fulfillment of my side of, of my business fulfillment is what clear. And I think for most people, fulfillment is what takes the most time. Yeah. Um, but also fulfillment is something for the most part that you could train people to do, you know, so I was do handling the sales, the marketing, the fulfillment, um, yeah. but only had a handful of clients. So I was able to manage it. But right. now I'm really just focusing, focusing on doing sales, yeah. focusing on sales, focusing on the marketing of my business. And then yep. fulfillment, I have, pe I have people who can do the fulfillment for me and I just kind of oversee things. That's amazing. So what does that, that film fulfillment team kind of look like for you? And what does your, I guess your entire team look like for you? Do you have a combination of employees, contractors? Is it all one or the other? Um, what does that kind of look like for you? So fulfillment is basically as I was studying my, as I was studying marketing, digital marketing and learning about it, I was um, in multiple groups and masterminds and went to right. seminars and, um, joined all kinds of coaching programs. I mean, I read tons of books on it and all this stuff. So along that way, I met a lot of friends in the business. So it's a lot of those guys and they, you know, some people have their, they specialize in certain things. Yeah. So it's really a group now of like 
of guys that I've met through my time in this business and studying. That's so cool. And learning. It's it's basically all the guys that I've met along the way who are doing fulfillment. Mm, okay, very cool. Um, and so what is it like managing a team like that? Do you do you feel that um it's gotten easier or what I guess what new challenges have come up with managing a bigger team? Mm, I think I think the challenges are probably communication, mm. keeping the communication flowing, right? So because yeah. of that, we you know we used to have uh, one call a week yeah. and go over everything. Now we're doing two to make yeah. sure that everything's a little bit more clear. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a challenge of mine. But yeah, that's mostly how um, things that are getting done. You know, just everything through through email, through Zoom calls. Uh, and through a group that we have. Right. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So kind of going back to that, that shift that you made from going from solopreneur to business owner, what was really required of you to shift in yourself in order to make that transition? Cause I know a lot of people who want, they've decided that they want to go the route of being a business owner. And I think that that's important to first decide because you can hundred percent run a, a very successful business as a solopreneur, totally possible, but it's about deciding, okay, what's the direction that I want to go. And so how did you make that shift and make that shift and bring it into reality? Um, after you decided that you want to, wanted to move in that direction? I think that you have to change your mindset. You have okay. to, it's all about your mindset, change your mindset. And I read an amazing book on mindset that I would recommend. Honestly, I'd recommend it to anybody, even if you're not a business owner, this is a fantastic book. What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Shad Helmstetter. Ooh, okay. What to Excellent Say When You Talk book. to Yourself. Yeah, complete game changer, but it's all your mindset. And I had to change my mindset from, and I think this is like the topic we've been talking about a lot so far, is that I had to change my mindset from thinking I had to do, I could do, I had to do everything myself right. to I could actually train people who could handle most of these tasks for me. I could focus on yeah. other things that, I, you know, to, to get to my goal, which is to help as many people as possible. Right. That's yeah. my Okay. So why did you decide to start your business in the first place? Like why be a business owner? Why be an entrepreneur? Like why the, the drive to start companies so young and to continue that? So as, as young as I can remember, I mean, I started my first business at 15, but even before then, I always, always thought there was nothing cooler to me than being a business owner. I don't know. Why, why. was that though? I don't know exactly why. <laughs> As a kid, to me, I never, ever wanted to work for somebody else. I yeah. thought being your own boss is the coolest thing possible. Um, and, and uh, you know, the DJ business was the first thing I started. Right. I, I remember being like, you know, my family always, especially on New Year's, my family always had a really awesome New Year's party where they would rent a hall and we'd get a DJ and all that stuff. And yeah. I would be the little kid, the annoying kid that I would stand next to the DJ and ask him a million questions, you know. And I just <laughs> thought it was so cool what he was doing. I was I need to be able to do that, you know, um, but this business that I'm currently in, the story is, I mean, as you know, I, I had the recording studio and I was looking for ways to fill my studio. And then once I did, the very first people who asked me to, hey, can you do this for my business? Were actually my parents. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's not that cool. but it's, it's <laughs> I cool. mean. 
<laughs> I mean, the fact that they like saw the value in what you were doing and were like, hey, like, actually, could you help us with that? Like that, I think that that takes a, takes some, um, some effort on a parent's part to be able to put the ego down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and to tell you the story, like, so my parents were freshly retired, like a yeah. couple of years retired and they were bored and they decided to start this little side business or whatever. Yeah. And um, they were relying on um, uh, something called a shared lead system, which is like, um, it's, it's a program that you could sign up for. Like if you're a contractor, you, you, I'm sure you heard of Angie's and mm -hmm. Advisor, right? So like you, as a contractor, you could sign up for these websites and they'll send you leads, but yeah. they're, they're shared leads, which means that they don't, they're not, not only sending you the lead, they're sending it to like six other people oh well battling it out you know for the lead and it's it doesn't usually create good situations for the business owner anyway they were reliant upon a system like that in their business and they were like hey can you apply what you're doing to your business to my business and i was like uh i think so like i you know i didn't really know because i only did it for my business and i was like is this going to work in another niche and like think about it like honestly like who's the last people in the world you want to let down right <laughs> yeah yeah. Right? So, like, to say the pressure was on, I mean, it was it was, it was on. on. <laughs> it turned out they had fantastic results, even better results than I had in the studio. Wow. Because their average sale was way higher than mine. Yeah. You know, average sale is a big deal, obviously. Yeah. Um, and their average sale was like ten times what mine was. So, there for their for them, it was unbelievable. And to see, you know, they they worked their whole lives. Right. And to see them now, like all in a successful business and how it's changed them and how happy they are. I've never seen them this happy in my entire life at a point of their life where they should be kind of like calming down. They are like and they love it. Like I, I'm thinking to myself, hey, don't you guys just want to enjoy your retirement? Like they're like, no, we love what we're doing. Like so they are they're so happy. And seeing that change in them and knowing that I was a part of that. That is what made me say, like, wow, this is so powerful. Like, I have to be able to, I have to do this for other people. Like, what I did for them, like, how I was a part of that, like, I need to be a part of this for as many people as possible. Yeah. Oh, that that's awesome. So what would you say was that biggest change that you saw in them once they started to, to really, like, light up about what they did? Yeah, so a lot of things we're talking about today, they had um, problems with like hiring new people and putting on, you know, yeah. some responsibility on new people because they had the uh, employee mentality their whole life, right? Yeah. So you can't even really blame them. Like you're you're programmed, right, to yeah. like a certain way. But yeah, now they have employees and they, you know, they're 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 business owners. You Amazing. know, they, they have made the shift. It didn't happen overnight. It did not yeah. happen overnight. It took them a while, you know. But um, now they're they're full on business owners, and you know the things we talk about, our conversations, or you know we have interesting like business related conversations with them now that I've That's never awesome. had as a kid, you know, or anything with them. So um, right, it's just been amazing watching you know the shift in them. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's so, so neat. Um, as a business owner now, what would, what would you say is probably the biggest challenge that you face as a business owner now? And, and what are you doing to kind of actively work through that challenge? In my business, the biggest challenge is a lot of people have had bad experiences mm. with marketing because there's a lot of false information. There's a lot of services out there that don't deliver. Right. So right. that is definitely the biggest challenge, which is why I try to put out as much valuable content as possible to, to for people that 
who have had a bad experience, like, you know, I, I try to let them know that don't let that one experience define you. You know, yeah. that, that one bad experience that you had, you know, that held you back that time, don't let it continue to hold you back throughout the future. You know, like right. put that behind you, you know, and, and there is there is a way that you can reach your goals with marketing. And just because you had one bad experience, you know, don't don't let that ruin you forever. So right. that has definitely been the biggest challenge is, is overcoming that fear in people that they have because they may have been, you know, burned before with, with some kind of marketing program or, or agency or whatever. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about the power of organic marketing and and what what the power that lies there? Yes. So especially for local businesses. Right. Yeah. So. I always use this analogy, which I, I really like. So with um, with internet marketing, right, there is, it's considered digital real estate, right? Your website is real estate, digital, yeah. right? Okay, so in the real world, you have real estate. You could own a home or yep. you can rent a home, right? Yep. Okay, it's the same thing with digital real estate, right? You could do pay-per-click ads that's rented, right? Yeah. Rented because you're paying for them to give you a space to live essentially digitally. Yeah. Right. Or you could focus on things that you own, like your website, like your Google listing or your social profile. Right yeah. now. Yes. You could argue and say, Oh, well, Facebook owns my profile, but no, you own your profile. You control your profile. Yeah. So the power of organic marketing is I always recommend focus. Now there's a place for PPC ads and all the, all the other stuff. There is a place right. for it. The, the foundation I always suggest you build by focusing on the assets that you own, hmm. building your foundation there. And then you can always build your skyscraper on top of that and, and run things in parallel, but you start there and it goes even deeper than that because think about it, right? So let's say I'm Jerry and I'm looking to have my house painted, right? Yeah. And I go on, uh, Facebook or I go on, let's say Angie's, right? And I, yeah. I'm okay, I'm looking for a house painter. And, you know, I fill out a form on Angie's leads or something like that. And as I said, you know, they send that lead to like six different contractors. Now six different contractors are calling me. I don't know yeah. who any of them are. I have no connection to any of them at all. They're calling me all the, th the only thing I'm going to be thinking about as that customer is, oh, how much do you charge? You know, yeah. oh, okay, oh, it's 5,000 bucks. Oh, okay, great. I'll let you know. Next guy. How much do you charge? Oh, 4,000. Oh, okay. So he's 4,000. Oh, I'll let you know. Oh, next guy. Oh, how much is it? Oh, it's 5,000. Oh, I just got a quote for 4,000. I'm like, how much can you beat that quote? Like it's a pricing war at the bottom because I have no connection to that business. There's no trust there. There's no value there. Whether I'm talking yeah. to somebody who's in business 20 years or one year, I don't know. Right? Yeah. Now, Opposite of that with organic marketing. Now let's yeah. say I'm Jerry, I'm looking for somebody to paint my home and I go and I, I go on Google and I search uh, best painter in New Jersey or Manhattan or wherever. Right. And I find your link and I land on your website. And now I'm on your page and I see photos of work you've done. I see a picture of the owner. I see testimonials. I see all yeah. this information about your company and I fill out your form or I call you. Now that's, that's a connection. Yeah. That's right. Connections. What do you think is going to create a stronger lead? You know, a, a somebody who's serving you an ad or, or a third party lead program or a lead that's coming in from somebody who's contacting you directly because they found your real estate, your, your mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. so that's, 
That, does that make sense? Oh yeah. And okay. I, I have seen this, you know, just whenever I go and look for services that I'm looking for specific help with as well, it makes a huge difference in terms of who I pick to message. And so I'm like the hottest of lead. And if I go in and message somebody and their website is off or they don't have any kind of follow-up sequence to follow back up with me or anything like that, like it's a, it's a done deal. It's like, no, why would I work with you? You clearly are not optimized to take my request. Whereas looking at somebody who has that solid marketing system and foundation with that organic marketing, it's a lot easier to trust them. Exactly. So, and I think part of overcome going back on your last question, like overcoming some of this is a lot of people have tried these PPC ads or these third yeah. shared lead programs and they haven't had success with it. And then when they speak to me, they're assuming it's the same thing and it's much, right. much different as I just explained for those reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So how does the organic marketing look different if it does look different as a, a business owner versus a solopreneur? And it may, the actual marketing itself may not look different, but how does handling the marketing look different? Um, how does handling the market look different? Well, it's, it's, it's really just focusing on getting their, um, with, with Google and their website, it's about focusing on getting this, their website ranking for as many keywords that are associated with their business. And right. that's another common question I get all the time. Oh, well, are people searching for, you know, what I do? Yes. The only way they're not searching for it is if you do something that people don't know exists. Yeah. You know, right. so we focus on, we do something called keyword research. We get all the keywords that are related to your business that people are searching for. And basically we get your website recognized for those on Google to pop up in the organic section. And yeah, Keywords you rank you rank for, and the higher you rank for those keywords, the more clicks you're going to get, and you're not paying per click. It's yeah. free, right? Because it's the organic section, um, and the more clicks you get, clicks equal inquiries, inquiries equal customers. Right. Customers. So that's how it works. Okay. So, what are the first steps to starting organic marketing? I always recommend the first thing you do, which is completely free. Anybody can do this right now, and it takes a couple of minutes. Is get a Google business profile mm -hmm. completely free. You can get it in a couple of minutes. And then I even, um, I mean, there's, there's lots of ways you can optimize it as yeah. well. Um, so that's what I would recommend. Get yourself a Google business profile and get it optimized. Yeah. Um, and then the next step would be get yourself a website and get that optimized as well. Yes. Awesome. Well, this has been amazing. So I know you have a free community people can join. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and where people can go to find that? Sure. So the best place to go, it's sort of like a hub where you can find everything is castingawidenet.com. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there is um, free resources there. You could join my Facebook group from there. Um, you could follow me on Instagram, castingawidenet.com. Yeah. Uh, and you can also just find me on my personal Facebook, which is where I spend most of my time and put most of my content, Jerry Brunetto Jr. on Amazing. Facebook. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Awesome. Um, anywhere else that you want to direct people to go if they want your help specifically with their marketing or anything like that? Castingawidenet.com has it all. That has, it, that has it all. It has my courses. That has my done-for-you system. If you want to book a call with me, if you want to, you know, find me on any of the social media platforms, that's the best place to go, castingawidenet.com. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. Do you have anything else you want to add before we, we cue the outro? 
No, I just want to say if, if actually, you know, the last thing I would say is that, look, if you've had a bad experience or you're afraid of, of, you know, getting started somewhere, I have tons of free resources that you can check out and um, that could help guide you there. You can also join my group, which will give you tons of free resources and meet other members and stuff who could help you and guide you in the right direction. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. I truly, truly appreciate your time. Let's go ahead and cue that outro. Thanks, Elena. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.